La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Hey, bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connections with moi, Véronique Landieu, and me, Mike Pierce. How are you, Mike? Yeah, not bad. What a wonderful weekend. What a wonderful weekend for French rugby. It feels so good to be French. Yes. But, you know, it's very much like a top 14 finale. <laughs> Final. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so it's been a long time since uh, we're going to have uh, three teams, three French clubs are in the European Cup finals with La Rochelle versus Toulouse. And I have to say, Mike, you were right. I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. you changed your mind, didn't you, halfway through? Yeah. Yes, I thought, <laughs> I'm not so sure about Leinster, you know. That was an amazing game. We'll talk about that in a minute. And, and I really pleased as well to see in the Challenge Cup, Montpellier versus Leicester. And Leicester, sorry. Do you say Leicester or Leicester? Leicester. Oh, Leicester. Leicester, yes. Montpellier versus Leicester will play on the 21st of May in Twickenham. Really please, I've been able to speak with Philippe Saint-André. I hope you will enjoy our chat. But I have to say, before I speak with him, is that Montpellier are in a very tough place right now because they have to play, you know how many games? No, quite a lot, I'm sure. They have to play six games in 22 days. Wow, that's a big... It's going to be physically and psychologically, it's going to be very, very tough feat for Montpellier. But, you know, one of my favorite saying is, where there is a will, there is a way. And in French, you say, quand on veut, on peut. <laughs> So, rugby friends, today I'm really happy, very privileged to speak with Philippe Saint-André. So, Philippe Saint-André, let me summarize your career. So, you were capped 69 times for France. You scored 152 points. You were nicknamed Le Goret <laughs> because of your shuffling running style. Not because of your look, because you got beautiful blue eyes anyway. And you played in two World Cups in 1991, the infamous quarterfinal against Les Rose Beefles. That was a tough I, one. It was not the best memory, <laughs> but yeah, exactly, I remember, of course. No, yeah, yeah, but it was one of the memorial of Brian Moore. He likes remembering that, but he loves the French now, don't worry. It's all, all forgiven. Is a big Francophile, and you uh, played in 1995 as well. And uh, regarding your French career, you played uh, for US Romanese from 1988 to 1997, and then you played for a club called Montferrand, which changed its name at a later stage to Clermont-Ferrand from yeah, exactly. yeah 1988 to 1997. And uh, and then you decided it was time for a new adventure. So you decided to cross the channel, cross La Manche. Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> and you move to Gloucester and you played for Gloucester and you scored how many points in Gloucester? I think about 17. Uh, and from there, you finished your career in Gloucester, but you coached them from 1998 to 2002. Then you came back to France, to Bourg, and then Sale, then Toulon, then Montpellier. And, and I have to say, first of all, that congratulations for getting into the final for the European Challenge Cup. Second time run for uh, Montpellier. In 2016, they won. So I'm keeping my finger crossed that you'd get the win. So how do you explain the success of Montpellier in the European Challenge Cup, but having experienced a little bit of difficulties in the top 14? Yeah, yeah, exactly. After, you know, thank you, but... Uh... I realize that I am not young when you start. How many years I start to Gloucester, Bourgoin, Sale, Toulon, French team, and, and Montpellier. But after, yeah, to come back, well, we are very pleased to, to be in final in Twickenham against, against Leicester, a great, uh, a great English, uh, English team. And, and for us, to be honest, it's, uh, it's like the, Our desserts of the of the year because Montpellier had a tough uh, season since the beginning of the season. I was director of rugby, but more involved about marketing, business, um, relation with with sponsor, and um, the result was not the best. And my chairman asked me to go back to the pitch. To be honest, the short was a little bit too small for me. I forgot it, but it was a great challenge and the players are very good. They are focused and, and I think we start to be back, you know, in, we just uh, win six games consecutively and now we have the opportunity to maybe to win a award against, uh, against Leicester and Twickenham. Yes, yes, definitely. That would be brilliant. Would you say that André Pollard might be the X factor? I think now that he's back after his long-term injury, the thing might bring a little bit of a je ne sais quoi enthusiasm. I know your team is extremely motivated with guys like Guillaume Girado and, and you got a plethora of stars, but do you think what? Yeah, yeah, but after, you know, it's, it's a tough season for André Pollard, you know, he, he did this, uh, crucial ligaments being of the season. He didn't have a game for seven months. He play 15, 20 minutes against uh, Bass, but now you have a niggle in the, in the calf, and uh, I think he's out for, for 10 days minimum. But uh, no, we, we have also Alex Lazowski, you know, he's a former Saracens player, will be back to Saracens, and uh, he's doing a, a great job, fly elf at the moment for the club. But not just, you know, we, we know it will be tough because Leicester back, I feel they are Uh, they play they play very well they are strong with the forwards like before they are the very good uh, good drive and they are and uh, and they are they will be also focused for this competition but uh, it's sure like you say uh, we, we have a so tough uh, season that uh, the guys uh, enjoy this uh, campaign of European and also you know the opportunity to, to win maybe the second silver for the club because Montpellier is a very very young club you know it's the youngest club in top 14 and I think we we miss of culture we miss of history and if we have the opportunity to win some things 
it will be amazing for the club. Absolutely, yes. Montpellier was formed in 1985, so quite a young club. But you've got lots of passionate supporters, like the Clapa sister. Exactly, just, you know, my cross finger, because in France, it's still, everything is closed with, with COVID, and uh, for the final, um, they will accept 10 dozen people in the in the stadium, but uh, we are still not sure if our supporters, if our partners can come, because at the moment, uh, people move, need to be stacked one week uh, uh, in one hotel, so just to come to watch a game and do uh, 14 days, 7 days to go, 7 days to come back stuck in uh, in one room. So I know, I think the club asked, what's the name, one special space for at least 100 people to have some, some supporter in, in Twickenham, but we are still not sure and we're waiting because, you know, safe and, uh, safe and safety are, are the most important in this, uh, in this tough period for a lot of people. Yes, no, I really hope so as well. And I do apologize. I'm wearing a yellow for like La Rochelle Colors. I should have worn the blue one, but I will be there, Philippe. And I hope to say hello, hi, hi to you with my, uh, with my co-host. One simple and complex question for you at the same time. Is it easier to be a player, a director or a coach? I think the easiest is to be a player, you know, because you. If you are good, if you are good. Yeah, of course, you you have training, but after you have no worry in life. And uh, and also, do you know, when you are on the pitch, you can take action to change the game and to change everything. Director of rugby or coaching, you try to put, to be worried about everything, to think about everything, to anticipate before and after. But after, you know, the only way you can, it's about your coaching uh, during the game. But, uh, you know, me, um, I enjoy, of course, to, to be coach and not to be director of rugby. But the best for me was, was to be on the, on the pitch because when you are on the pitch, you are in action, and 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 uh, and it's always very often I say to the players, and you know, it's it's physical, but they do the the best job in the world, and they just must enjoy and be happy and have the smile on the face because you know, just to come in the morning and and to do uh, your passion and your job, it's a big big privilege in this period. Absolutely. And what has been your, your best memory as a rugby player? Because you were phenomenal. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal with, you know, with the Charvet and so on. And guess what? You know, I've got your book there. Ta-da! Uh, <laughs> I read it's wonderful, but is, is there one or two memories you will remember? Of course, after I enjoy each moment, but, and we beat country, did this since 1994, you know, so I think it was one of my, of my, Best memory because we, we beat New Zealand on the first test quite easily, but no, it was, the score was quite large, but the second, you know, it was, it was a big war, it was the second game of John Alamo, it was the end of John, John Kieran, it was Sean Fitzpatrick, a, a great captain, and, and you know, to, to beat New Zealand twice, was maybe one of the of the best memory of player and of also I I, I had the prize to be the captain of this of of, of this uh, of this team. 
you know. Brilliant, brilliant. So let's talk about your time in England. So wh why did you move to, to Gloucester? Why England? You felt like having a, I don't know, you were fed up eating croissant, you felt like having some baked beans and sausages and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, to be honest, it was uh, after 1995 uh, and the, the, the World Cup, uh, the rugby pass professional And in France, we still didn't accept. We say, okay, the rugby is professional, but we would stay uh, like a part-time, half rugby, half things. And uh, it was, I, it was quite the end of my career. And I had business in France, and I was happy. But I say, it's maybe the opportunity for me. I knew amateur, I knew semi-professional, and to have the opportunity to to try to to be professional and. Uh, So I, 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 I asked uh, the market in, in England, uh, I remember at this time Richmond and, and Gloucester was interesting and, and, and I've been to Gloucester to see again, I saw the, what's the name, the, the passion of the shed and of the supporter of Gloucester and I say, I feel this is a real club, you know, and, and for me it was, a, it, it was a big challenge because I didn't speak English, I was captain of French team, I had business in France, but I just wanted the, Physics, new new stadium, new new culture, and and you know, I, it was a, it was an amazing, unbelievable experience for me. It opened my mind. I, I meet my wife in Cheltenham. What oh, did you wish English? Uh, she has an uh, English passport. She's All right. Born in England, but she had an English passport. But after I've been back in Cell Sharks by Brian Kennedy's and in Cell, so I enjoyed five seasons. We, we, we won the title against Leicester in, in final in, in Twickenham. We won the Shield also with Cell. So, uh, England and the English rugby, you know, was amazing for me because the, I learn, I grow like a man, I grow like a player, I grow like a, like a coach, you know. And it was a, it was a ma amazing experience and with so many fans and so many people uh, love rugby and with, uh, with a lot of uh, respect also, you know. It's, and it's what uh, I enjoy so much, uh, yes. rugby and the, and the English rugby. Absolutely. And then you went back to, oh, you mentioned, you went back to Toulon and I believe you... You took with you Chris Chesney. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. I had Chris Chesney on my podcast a few weeks ago and I said, I asked him, how did you get there? Oh, it was thanks to Philippe. Yeah, exactly. He did a fantastic job and he's still a legend in too long, you know. He, he was amazing. He came from Saracens, he was in the end of his career, but... Uh, I had uh, Johnny Wilkinson in Toulon, Joey Labs, yes. uh, the brother Hermitage, and uh, uh, May, the, the fly half also from, uh, from uh, Newcastle. No. And uh, yeah, he, after it was, uh, was a big change of football, a big change of culture, but a big change of weather because I came from Manchester, it was nearly 280 days of rain. Toulon, I was 280 days of sun, so it was a big shock also for me and my family. <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. And uh, what, what do you miss from England? What did you learn from England, from a rugby point of view? And do you see your career one day, because you are still very young, <laughs> you're only 50, 
You're only 54 years old. Would you like to go back to England one day and try the Premier League? Are you happy in Montpellier, in a nice house with a swimming pool? My family and my wife, my daughter was born in Manchester. So my son uh, is student now, but he's doing uh, university all in English. So I think, you know, this this experience, because it was nearly 10 years of my life, you know, in England and... Uh, and it's funny what you say because uh, I was in Bath so, uh, uh, last week and uh, my wife, my papa, my son sent me SMS that I needed to buy this, some cream, some food, some, because we, I think we have a, after the game or Friday night, uh, you know, it's, we, are, we have things missing, but after France also, and we live in the south of France, you know, and uh, <laughs> the Mediterranean, the coast and everything. So everything have advantage, but you know, I, I keep so many friends in, uh, in England, in Gloucester, in Cheltenham, in, uh, in Manchester, and uh, you know, uh, it's shame because we were speaking about this. Uh, uh, with my family, normally we we going back two or three times all in family in England to see people and to see friends. And uh, mm-hmm. at the moment, it's very difficult with the COVID. So we just we we hope that everything uh, will go better and then uh, we can travel again with with uh, with uh, what's your name? to be uh, more practical. But and I really hope, Philippe, that you are going to win the Challenge Cup because pubs are open. They are going to be open from the 17th of May. So yeah, we can celebrate it. Someone tweaking, you can enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know this. Uh, it's fantastic. Normally we are back for Friday night, but we say no, we'll sleep the Friday night uh, around Twickenham and Richmond because Richmond it's great. It is. And to, to go out and I hope we will have. The, the freedom to, to enjoy a little bit of time because it's, it's short and uh, since 13 months, you know, it's, uh, it's tough for everybody, but also for, also for people working sport because we have three tests by week. Yes, uh, we, yes. We need to be in one, uh, what's the name? Uh, I don't know the term in English, but in one, uh, in a bar. So you must not go outside the bar. You must not meet yes. any people to know. So it's quite, uh, Quite it's quite a complaint too much because us we still have the opportunity to work and to enjoy uh, to enjoy the life. Yes, but I, again, I would I would like to wish you first of all lots of luck. You know, beaucoup de chance. I could use the mot de cambronne, which is start with the M, but I will not mention it because I'm a lady. Okay. Where, where? Yes. <laughs> I'm a lady, but I got a very good feeling for a challenge and you can celebrate with your team. And good luck as well for the top 14 because I know you have a very, very heavy weeks in front of you. You got lots of games to play. But again, you keep progressing. I, I love Montpellier. Montpellier is one of my other, <laughs> other team, but I'm from Brittany, so I have, you know, I support Val, of course, now. But Montpellier, you are my number two. <laughs> it's been... Do you have anything to say to your opponents, uh, to Leicester? respect uh, Leicester a lot. You know, when I was coaching Gloucester and in, in sale, but more in Gloucester, so what's the name? So start to lose of England was Leicester. It was them. They were winning all the trophies and yes. have a big DNA, a big uh, rugby culture and everything. Mm-hmm. So 
he was doing awesome things when you are coach and you want success then you you look uh, and you try to learn about their culture so i know that uh, it will be a it will be a fantastic event it will be a tough game and a big game yeah. and just the best respect and uh, and try to do our best on the events. And I read in your book, you said, well, finish on that, I promise you, is that a good man is a good player. And I think this is so true. And I do respect your integrity, your passion, your pride. And also, it's something I will mention, but your grandfather was a resistant in Vercors, yes. Chapelle en Vercors, who got uh, shot, you know, by the, by, by the Nazi in, in 1944. When I was 17 years old, I did a summer camp there for three weeks and I did some cycling and I remember uh -huh. La Vercors and the, le, le, le Mur des Fusillés and the yeah. name of your grandfather Philippe, Philippe Saint-André uh, yeah. Saint Saint so, uh, yeah. yeah, so, my, fam my family house uh, was in front of this uh, of this uh, Pied des Fusillés exactly yeah, so, yeah know, that's so. right but, but, uh, and uh, I hope that uh, I see you uh, For the final, but with a smile on the face, it will, it will be good. <laughs> you know, I'll be wearing some blue. Me and my uh, colleague, you know, Mike, will be wearing blue. So he will, and he will hear me anyway. I'm small, but I'm very loud. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Merci. Au revoir, Philippe. Au revoir. Bye -bye. Au Well, it's certainly given them a boost, doesn't it, with their, with their win and to get to a final in, in the dreadful season that they've had is, is absolutely brilliant. And I mean, what a great win and what an incredible defensive display from, from Montpellier. They won 19-10 and, and really it was just sort of a rear guard action from them, wasn't it? It was, it was just incredible. I can remember watching Philippe Saint-André play and what a wonderful Wonderful player he was. These, I think they used to call him the little piglet because of, yes. his, uh, of his running style. But Yes, exactly. His nickname was Le Gouret because of his running style. What Very deceptive player, yeah. What an amazing player. Yeah. What a career. And, you know, I was very, very fortunate. I bumped into him at Saracen Alliance Park many, many years ago. And I looked at him. I said, excuse me, but I've known you from somewhere. What is your name? He said, I'm Philippe Saint-André. I said, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> And I had my picture uh, taken. The rest is history. So we, I've read his autobiography. And he's such a prestigious man. And he comes from a family as well in which, you know, they fought really hard during the Second World War. His grandfather actually was a resistant, and unfortunately, okay. he was uh, shot in, in Le Vercors. And I remember when I was 16 or 17 years old, you know, I spent a summer in a summer camp in Le Vercors, and I cycled in that area. I remember seeing that wall with all the numbers, but uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's another story. But yes, you were absolutely right about Bath. Personally, I thought that Bath might edge it. Yeah, they, they, I don't know, they seem to have so many chances, didn't they? But, you know, you have to give credit to Montpellier. Their, their defence was just incredible. I mean, the number of times uh, Bath were camped on, on the line, on the on Montpellier line, and, you know, Montpellier held them out. And uh, great to see Andre Pollard, the, the Springbok fly half, come on after, you know, serious injury. And uh, I think his presence will, will help Montpellier greatly 
throughout the rest of the season. But, you know, they've got a final to look forward to at Twickenham. And uh, against Leicester, you know, they could well come back with the trophy. That would be so nice. I think they well deserve it because they haven't had uh, too much luck in the top 14, you know, for various reasons. And in addition to the COVID-19 as a plague as well. So yeah, when you look at sorry, when you look at the the players they've got there, I mean, there's some incredible players in that team. So they <laughs> they really haven't performed to the best of their ability. But maybe now, you know, we'll see the best of Montpellier. We got Andre Poulard, You are right. I think he got injured when he was playing against Racing Metro in mm. in his first or second match. I think in September, and it was so disappointing. But now he's back. A world champion, so I'm sure he's going to bring the troops in the rest. So much uh, want, and we we both know, you know, Guillaume Girardot, especially you, because you wrote a, <laughs> a chapter about him, your new book, The Hard Men of, of, of French Rugby, and is probably one of the most tenacious, you know, rugby players that yeah. we've ever met. Yeah, and one of the nicest guys as well, one of the v- very nice bloke. Very, very humble person yeah. and i remember uh, i said as in the joke once you know i said oh you know you got a twin in the england team he said who i said uh, jamie george he said really do you think i look like jamie george <laughs> i said yes when you put your your you know the the, the it's not a bandana but you know what the, the yeah, black headband, yeah. Yeah. the headband and he said really do you think so and i said the same to jamie george and i got the same reply it was a little bit of banter it was quite funny but uh, yeah i really really hope that montpellier wins the, the the trophy very very well deserved and we will be there you and me anyway so it's gonna be it's gonna be great you know from a uh, French Rugby Connection podcast uh, point of view. So uh, let's talk about the other uh, game as well, La Rochelle versus Toulouse. But before that, what did you think about the semi-final? Let's talk about Toulouse versus Bordeaux. The score was quite low, 21-9, but again, you know, it rains and yeah, <laughs> for very, some bizarre reason. Yeah, really bad weather, wasn't it? Really bad. I couldn't believe it. I said, come on, it's in the La Garonne. It's, 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 well, it's uh, weather from Brittany. You know what's happening? Yeah, the weather's been really bad. The weather definitely did spoil the game. But, you know, fair play to, to Bordeaux. I thought they put up a good fight. They did, they did. But uh, Toulouse, I have to say, you know, did show the experience. Yeah. And I was expecting a little bit more from Tamak versus Jalibert. But uh, Jalibert was heavily targeted, you know, by the yeah. Toulouse players. But it was, it, was, it was a good game. We saw a little bit of the magic of Justin Kobe and a very, very cheeky, cheeky, cheeky try from Monsieur Antoine Dupont, the Ministre de l'Intérieur. Was it the 72nd minute? Or... <laughs> yeah, what lovely try from Labelle as well. That wonderful one-handed flick on from Medard that set him off in the corner to lose his first try. Yeah, a couple of moments of magic which, which you expect from Toulouse, don't you? And Medar, lovely to see him. As I said, he hasn't announced his retirement. Who knows? Maybe he's got another year in his leg again. But Yeah, getting those ex- sideboards will be on for another year, sideburns. Yeah, I don't know why he's got that. Does he want to be uh, next try in, uh, in Wolverine uh, yes, uh, Marvel? Yes, he looks very much like him, doesn't he? Yeah, but I'm really looking forward you know, to seeing them in action in Toulouse um, versus... Uh, La Rochelle. Yeah, um, what a contrast. I mean, it will be Toulouse's seventh final and uh, La Rochelle's first final. So, you know, what a game in La Rochelle. I mean, <gasps> Len- Leinster, who are no mugs, you know, they're, they've got a very good European pedigree and, and they were really out-muscled by 
the likes of Skelton, Victor Vito, Gregory Aldrich. I mean, they were apps. They, they looked massive in comparison. And, of course, I'm sure everybody knows, La Rochelle won 32-23. Half-time, it was 13-12 to Leinster. But, but two tries for each side, Aldrich and Skelton for La Rochelle and Furlong and Byrne for, um, for Leinster. But it was Ohio West as well. The, the Kiwi um, fly half got two, two conversions, five penalties, one drop goal, had a really great game at number 10. Absolutely, but it started really well for Leinster because yeah. within the first eight minutes, I believe, yeah, they scored a try. Yeah, um, there was a yellow card for La Rochelle as well. Exactly, La Rochelle conceded fourteen penalties, so they were really, really under the the the, the bad book of the referee who couldn't speak a word of French. So they they felt. Oh, I, you know, I thought Wayne Barnes spoke quite well, didn't he? No, I'm talking about uh, La Rochelle versus Leinster. Oh, sorry, sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah, but you know... Oh, yeah, so... Matthew Carl. Yeah, there was a lot of criticism about that, the fact that he didn't use any French at all, which, yeah, okay. referees should these days. Exactly, at that level. So I think I will speak with Pierce and uh, Wayne Barnes <laughs> yeah. to ask Carly, you know, to at least to listen to our podcast. I've got a nice French lesson for you in terms of, of rugby. But altogether, I have to say the three musketeers that really really did for me were the, the likes, the, the forwards, Uni, Antonio, Gregory Aldrit and Will Skelton. Will yes. Skelton was, wow. Uh, yeah, he was absolutely incredible, wasn't he? I mean, he looked, at, he looked a different size to everybody else, didn't he? I mean, absolutely incredible. Oh, it's really tall. It's like two meter ten. A size of shoes, is it like 51? And of course, it's... he's already got a winner's medal with Saracens. Twice. So Twice, he was, okay. he, he won with Saracen in 2016 in Lyon. Yeah. I was there. And in 2018 as well. And you know what he did at the end? It's something that I witnessed him doing for Saracens in Allianz Park. I think in one of the European Cup or one of the Premier League Cup. I remember that was so much. That's his signature move because he's so tall. You know, in the, he can he can get the last centimeters of the try line. You know, with yeah. his massive arms and and so I said, oh gosh, and I'm really pleased. You know, he came from Saracen. Saracen made him. So, uh, 21st and 22nd of May in Twickenham. Yep. And in which you know a crowd of 10,000 will watch that game. Yeah, that'll be good. Yes, because in France, you know, they can only have maximum of 1,000. Yeah, and not even that at the moment. I mean, that's no. still open to debate. Sadly. Yes, and it's starting from the 19th of May, you know, for them to have one yeah. thousand. But there's been a few discussion about, oh, why is it taking place in Twickenham and so on? There won't be too many French supporters. But hey, let's not forget that there are two hundred and one hundred sixty thousand and one French person, including me, <laughs> living in 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 Angleterre. So I'm sure there will be some expats, you know. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I think the main criteria is because of the the low cases of. Of COVID in the UK, and you know it's the largest crowd they can get in Europe. Which, you know, so uh, yeah, I, I, I sympathise with with French fans, but it'll be a greater spectacle because even with ten thousand in, it will just give it a bit more atmosphere. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. Definitely, definitely, it's going to be a, a, a joy to go back to Twickenham and see. I'm hoping, you know, Montpellier win that trophy. And then, you know, I, I really don't know about Toulouse, La Rochelle. It's so close, so far. 
I, I, I wonder whether La Rochelle could, could bag it because there's so much willingness from their part. What do you think? The thing you Toulouse, because of the experience, might, might get it? Or? I think you'd have to go with experience on, on Toulouse, but it, I think it's one of those games that's really going to be too close to call. There's no reason why La Rochelle cannot win. If they play as well as they can, I think it will be a heck of a game. But I've got some stats for you. You know, they played against Toulouse twice in the top 14 this year and twice they lost, but only in the last few minutes, you know. So if they can work on their weaknesses, who knows? Who knows? And depending whether it rains or not as well. Because... Yeah, and you know, a final, <laughs> a final is, is a totally different beast, isn't it? You know, it's how you turn up on the day. It's a one-off. Really, form goes out the window to a certain extent, but... That experience that Toulouse have got may just uh, give them the edge. But to be perfectly honest, I know I should be unbiased, but I'd really like La Rochelle to do it. They've been one of these clubs that have come up, you know, from, from the bottom to the top. They've got all the right attitudes. You know, they've got great people in the club. And I think it would be a great reward for them and, and the people of La Rochelle, who I don't know if you saw on social media, but fans weren't allowed in the game. But there were thousands Lining the lining the entrance to the stadium when the players came in on Sunday, it was uh, it was incredible. And when they came out, actually, yeah, uh, to celebrate. So in France, there is a curfew at six o'clock, I think, because of the COVID situation. But that curfew wasn't respected, yes. and there was so much, so much passion, so much joy. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted that to uh, Laurence Dallalieu and Nick Mullins, you know, afterwards, say yeah, but they know they know French rugby anyway, so. It, what a very nice uh, celebration, you know, for them, even if that's, that, that, that's wonderful. And to be honest with you, I think, it, despite the fact that I really like Toulouse, <laughs> because La Rochelle is so close to Brittany, you know, my yeah. heart will have to be uh, more yellow than black and red this time. <laughs> Let's talk about women's rugby. And you know what? It was very saddening, the fact that the game finished the way it did in Lille last... Friday night it was. Okay, you know, they had to wait 15 minutes. And then English players felt that it would be dangerous and the uh, referee, you know, abide by that rule from the World Rugby. But uh, Annick Ero was saying that they felt a bit down hearted, you know, the French players, because in 2015, the same thing happened in Ireland, in Dublin, and the French team, the French players, waited for 45 minutes to make sure that the light would get switched again. And and the thing is, what is really even more frustrating is, as soon as the English team left, you know, the light came back up. Yeah, I'm not not quite sure the full ramifications of that, but, you know, it'd be interesting to find out exactly what what went wrong there but yeah, and unfortunately with England leading 17-15 in the 63rd minute they were awarded the game so and the thing is I think that France could have won that game as well that's that's the thing you know it could have been yeah, a we'll nice never revenge know, will we? that's the thing we'll never know top 14 far away after you you know what? It was they call Le Weekend de Rattrapage. Ooh, two more French lessons here. <laughs> Lucky man. I mean, it was catch-up games. Yeah. Because, obviously, of the COVID situation, 
the derby that couldn't take place took place. So the first derby that took place was Racing versus Stade Francais. And here, surprise, surprise, uh, Stade Francais won the derby, despite the fact that Racing scored four tries. The first one was by Ryan, 37 minutes. Thomas did a double, the 45th and the 78 minutes, and Iribaren, 73 minutes. And Stade Francais scored two tries, one with Jonathan Danti, 31 minutes, and another one, Bourbon, 75th minute, but what really worked in the favor of uh, Stade Francais, where the seventh penalty is kicked by the magic boots of second. So well done to Stade Francais. For Racing Metro is not so great because right now they are in position four, so it would have been good for them to win. And the other game I saw was Clermont versus Brive. Brive really amazed me. You know, they were very close. You know, the overall score was 37 to 27. Brive was lagging behind Clermont, who hit hard very quickly with a, a try scored by Matsushima at the seven minutes, then followed by Ituria at the 24th minute. And however, after the second half, Brief scored his first try by Kamika Miko, apologies for the pronunciation, 51 minutes, but it was followed up by um, two very fast tries by Fourcade at the 57 minutes and Raka 60 second minutes. But towards the end of the game, the brief took advantage of their lapse of discipline and Durand scored a magnificent try at the 70th minutes, followed by Tiwikuvu 72. So at that stage, they could have equalized. They were seven points difference. But uh, Para, who played really, really well that day, scored another penalty. Yeah, there were, there were two other games. Uh, Bayonne, 23, Castro, 26. Castro led 23-10 at halftime, but uh, Bayonne came back in the second half for just a three-point win. Two tries for each side for Bayonne, Amosa and Ruru, and for Castra, Arata and Nakosi. And in the other game, Toulon beat Agen, 34-17. Very close first half, just one point in it at half time, Toulon leading 10 9. But tries for uh, Toulon through Issa, Cordan, Devoe, a penalty try, two penalties and three conversions for Carbonell. And for Agen, four penalties for Lagarde and a try for Abadie. So, yep, pretty convincing win there for Toulon. Yes, which is not surprising. And regarding the top 14, Toulouse is still uh, topping the top 14 with 72 points. Any other business? Well, firstly, there's a full programme of top 14 matches this weekend. On Friday, Castor at home to Lyon. And then on Saturday, Racing face Clermont. Agen at home to Pau. Bayonne, they entertain Bordeaux. Brive are at home to Stade Francais. Montpellier at home to La Rochelle and that big battle down south, Toulon against Toulouse. I see. Very good. And I've got some new, good news regarding the EPC uh, best players of the tournament. We still have some French players. So yeah. usual suspects. 
Who do you think they are? Come on. Dupont. Bien sûr. Aldrich. Yes. Who else? Gordon. No. no he's gone, has he? Okay. No. How many? Are there? How many French are left? Julien Marchand. Hayden Thompson Stringer, who plays for Brief, with a former Saracens player, has decided to extend his contract. So his contract is going to run for an additional year until 2023. Okay. But I mentioned to him when I spoke to him on our, he was my first guest you know, on our podcast. Mm. I told him, come on, how's your French? Uh, uh, come see, come see, you know, they speak in English to me, so I reply in English. But I said to, to his boss, come on, guys, you know, he needs to learn to speak in French now. <laughs> and his daughter is French. His daughter was born in France. So okay. therefore, she could play either for England uh, or, or France, you know, that would, it's good to have two nationalities. The other bit of news is uh, France will be playing three tests in Australia in the summer, which is going to be a bit of a short tour and a very tough one because they play three tests in 10 days on the 7th, the 13th and the 17th of July, which means that the players involved in the top 14 final will not play for France in the first test. So that could be quite interesting if Toulouse get into the final. But, you know, a tough tour. Three games in Australia, but be good to watch. Yeah, but I think they're more like warm-ups games, if you know what I mean. You know, It's a way for the French team to experience, you know, Southern Hemisphere type of uh, rugby. French listen. Okay, far away. So, how do you say crouch, bind, set? In French? Yeah, bien sûr. I, I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> okay, something you will learn when you fall asleep tonight. Say, I know how to say that. <laughs> and it would be for Carly as well. You yeah, say, you ought to send it to the RFU. They might be able to use it. <laughs> apparently, you say flexion, lié, joué. Oh, okay. Yes. Today it's been worth yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, rugby friends, I hope you enjoyed our French Rugby Connections podcast. Don't forget Connections. <laughs> we are the only French Rugby Connection podcast in English about French and European rugby, hosted by moi and, and Mike Pierce. Yes, the only French-English-speaking podcast with a Welshman in it. <laughs> <laughs> British. Sorry, I wasn't PC. I should have said the British podcast to be completely PC. Do you agree? <laughs> Oh, well. oh, I don't know. I don't know what's PC these days. I have to yeah, be you, you, your wife is English anyway. That's it. You were. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, sometimes these things happen. You went across the border yeah, to, to have more choice. Yeah. It was a bit restrictive in your village, you know. I won't say anything. I better stop here. Otherwise, there might be some comments. <laughs> anyway, rugby friends, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Please leave us a comment and a few stars if you can. So, au revoir et à la semaine prochaine. And, um, au revoir. Les oiseaux du lac, pic, 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 glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong, mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum.
avec lui, dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.